Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 235 at Edmonton. Best Pizza in the City still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Stoffer recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. Visit royalpizza.ca for a list of their 15 Edmonton area, now four in Calgary locations. Off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline on our free agent frenzy show from the Oilers Radio Network. Uh, Bob Stoffer, by the way, at the 630 Chad Studios. Cam Moon is updating us with the various uh, signings. Cam will rejoin us at 246, but at this time, we bring a more Oilers uh, play-by-play voice of both Rogers and the Oilers Radio Network, Jack Cookson. Uh, Jack Cookson. Jack Michaels. Wow. Sorry, Jack. Um, there's worse guys to be called than Jack Cookson, by the way, Jack Michaels. Jack, how you doing? I'm good, and that's all right, Bob. That was 12 years coming. Remember my first year where I inadvertently called you Bob Lester, my old buddy in Anchorage. Well, there, is that the first time I've ever done that to you all these years? Uh, first on Jack Cookson. Now you've called me a lot worse. You're right. Usually it's after about six. Show. Usually after about six drinks on the night. Uh, Reed Wilkins is also uh, hopped on Opal. Hello, Reed. How you doing? Well, sometimes that happens, Bob. Last night on Inside Sports, I was talking about Duncan Keith's long career in Chicago and then joining the Oilers before being defeated by the Colorado Blackhawks in the third round, which I quickly corrected. It, it, it happens. Colorado. It, does, it does happen. It's because we're, it's a frenzy, man. We're in a frenzy with all the free agency. All right. Let's start with Jack Michaels. Jack, your assessment on the body of work so far with the Edmonton Oilers. Is this a banner free agent? frenzy day for the orders organization well you can't answer that obviously for quite some time but on the surface it looks like not only the players that were targeted were obtained but they were also obtained at contracts that don't take anyone past the age of 35 that don't seem like an overpay on the surface and that are awarded to players at least in two of the three instances that have already shown instant chemistry and rapport with their teammates both on and off the ice. And in Jack Campbell's case, in a highly competitive and limited goaltender market where the demand far exceeded the supply, it's still not a contract that scares the heck out of you. It's still a contract that it's awarded to a player that seems to be coming into his prime and solidifying himself as the number one guy, much the same way guys like Devin Dubnik and Cam Talbot uh, ultimately did. So, you know, look, am I going to say that the Oilers won the Stanley Cup with these three deals today? No, but it is quite possible that in a year or two or three, we can look back at this day as being the day that maybe the boulder pushed over the hill. Reed, your assessment on today. You know, I, I really think the significance of this day is who the Oilers didn't lose because, you know, free agency are going to be able to keep the players and they keep Evander Kane and they keep Brett Kulak. And, and 
obviously I'll talk about Jack Campbell here in a second, but ever since they, they signed Evander Kane back in late January, the discussion has been, well, can they keep him? Can they keep him? Oh, they probably won't keep him. What's going to happen with this grievance, all that kind of stuff. But I, I mean, they kept them and, and they didn't just keep them for one year. They kept them for four years. And I got to admit, guys, I, I was a little surprised at the, uh, at the dollar value because um, I thought any contract, even if he stays in Edmonton, was going to start with a six for the average annual value. And then they get him basically for 5.1 million. You know, four years, I, 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 I know some of the, the, the worry will be out there. He does turn 31 here uh, on August 2nd the style he plays okay could there be a drop off in his game as he gets closer to his mid 30s i guess we'll wait and see but there certainly was no signs of a drop off the way he played this last season and kulak is just a solid player i, I think he's a very well-rounded player there are no big weaknesses in his game he's gonna have to take on more responsibility but i think he proved that he can do that at times when after he did join the Oilers, when he had to play a little bit more just because of the rotation or darnell nurse being uh, banged up you know he missed some games late in the regular season or those types of situations so i think that's storyline number one is who they didn't lose and then i think of the goaltenders available jack campbell is is a solid choice Look, of course, there will be the question marks. Okay, he's only played around last year. He got to 49 games. That's the only time he's got around 50. Ken Holland said today around 50 for Campbell, around 30 for Stuart Skinner. But Ken Holland also said Campbell looks like a goaltender who is now sort of getting a little better with age, moving into his early 30s. And, and I think it's promising there. He's played in a in a market under tons of scrutiny in Toronto, so he already knows what that is like coming to Edmonton. And I think I want to mention here too, guys, that this is, I, I think, a nice little vote of confidence for Stuart Skinner, that, that Holland specifically, and I know the coach is going to make the decision and we'll see what happens when the season starts. But I think that's a nice vote of confidence for Skinner as well, that they got him up there around a 30 game backup. All right. We're going to switch focus for a second. So the Oilers get a Vander Kane done. I think that's uh, something that uh, had a lot of fans excited at the price point. Kulak retains uh, in the organization as well. They, they, they go for the goalie. Jack Michaels, I got to ask you, how different is the Battle of Alberta going to be without the Calgary Flames appearing at this time? I mean, who knows? Maybe there's an extreme outside chance. Johnny Gridrow doesn't ultimately get the price point he wants, but, you know, you never know anything that's coming out of the New York Islanders. Uh, so there's some negotiations going on between the Flyers uh, and Goodrose Camp, the Islanders and Goodrose Camp, and New Jersey and Goodrose Camp. Jack, it's a different world without Johnny Goodrow in Calgary, isn't it? Well, I mean, I'm not sure I'd go that far, Bob, and, and here's why. Is I didn't feel like Johnny Gaudreau had a ton of impactful games in the Battle of Alberta. I, when I think of the highlighted games that these two teams play, I, I don't think Johnny Gaudreau was much of a factor. And that may sound like a really strong statement, but I look at Calgary's playoff performances in 2019 and 2022. They get, they get beaten by Colorado four straight to lose that series four games to one in a series where by far their best player was Mike Smith, the goalie, and by far their best player offensively was Sam Bennett and not any of those other guys. And in the final four games of the Edmonton-Calgary playoff series, I believe – it was McDavid, Dreisaitl, 
25 points, the, the top line, and Calgary's top line, too. I believe that right off the top of my head, I believe it was 25 to 2. So, for me, I'm not sure Calgary loses a, a great deal in the Battle of Alberta. He was a fantastic, and, and, the, and the steal line from Daryl Sutter, he had a couple of fantastic regular seasons, 99 points the one year and 115 second only to Connor McDavid last year. But I ultimately believe this Calgary team twice failed in the games that mattered most. I'm not saying Edmonton is that much further than Calgary because the Oilers still have some obstacles to clear as well. This isn't running Calgary into the ground. But I can understand uh, some reluctance to pay Johnny Gaudreau $10.5 bucks. And I personally believe, when I think back to the Battle of Alberta the last five or six years, Johnny Gaudreau is not in the top five or six names that come to mind maybe not even on the Calgary roster. Guys like Sam Bennett and Michael Backlund and even the stick throw from David Riddick are ahead of him. Reed Wilkins, your assessment on maybe the difference with where the Oilers are tracking and with what's transpired in Calgary today had to have been a big loss for them. Uh, Jack's put in his uh, two cents. Your thoughts? Uh, well, uh, to me, the, uh, the 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 stick toss jack is a, is an amusing footnote. It's not something that places Riddick ahead of Johnny Goudreau in his caliber of player contribution to the Battle of Alberta. That's that I, I would differ with you on that well, I didn't a, a little say bit. That. I said but, meaningful impact because the stick throw precipitated what happened 72 hours later. All right. Uh, anyway, I, I, that 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 line, the the Goudreau line, the, the 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 big guys for Calgary, in that playoff series, they were probably the sixth best line in the series, and they should have been no worse than the second best line. So yeah, I mean, it was a tough playoff series for those guys. I, I'm just. I still think Calgary's going to have a good team. I mean, Markstrom is going to be good in net once again. Um, and we'll see who they replace Goudreau with. Uh, I mean, I think Kadri is still available unless he got signed, Bob, while I was driving home from the rink. Not yet. If, if they brought in a player like that, I mean, that would be pretty interesting because you know how he can stir it up. There's already a little bit of history with him and Kane. I know this year they're only going to play three times in the regular season, but I, I think we can, uh, I feel pretty confident there's going to be at least the possibility of a playoff series for the next uh, uh, the next few seasons. But but yeah, losing losing Goudreau, the way he performed this past season when he was a legitimate Hart Trophy candidate, is a huge loss for the Flames. We'll see who they replace him with. Uh, I, I do think you can place Edmonton um, I mean I suppose it was in the regular season it was Calgary by a nose or by a neck and then and then Edmonton got them in the postseason I, I think if you were to, to list the regular season standings right now if you wanted to to speculate a little bit I, I, I don't see how you would place Calgary ahead of Edmonton quite frankly all right, guys. Hey, we appreciate your time. Uh, Jack, uh, we'll see you here over. Uh, you got a birthday shout-out for tomorrow? I do. Uh, my daughter, Callie Michaels, is 18. And all that means is your broadcast partner is getting old. I'll always be older. Uh, Reed, what do you got coming on Inside Sports tonight? 
All right. Well, we got plenty more on uh, free agency, Bob. Uh, tons of uh, audio to, to go through. Uh, plenty of open line time as well. Uh, we might try to wrangle uh, my buddy Pat from Calgary to, to further dive in for the Flames. We'll see, we'll see what's going on with him. And we'll have an Elks preview with Dave. He's out in Montreal. Great stuff. Jack, Reed, thank you for your time. See ya. Always a pleasure. There you go. That's Jack Michaels and Reed Wilkins. It's 247 in Edmonton, and we'll head into the final segment of Oilers Now after this. All right, welcome back, everybody. 249 in Edmonton. Bob Stafford and Cam Moon, uh, along with Derek Scott and Brendan Escott with you. This is Oilers Now Extended Coverage Free Agent Frenzy Show brought to you by On The Level Concrete Correction. They're going to lift your concrete surface up on the level. So an extra hour today. As we go to list in Oilers history for new West travel, great guy. Oilers signed local product uh, uh, 12 years ago today. Sean Bell to a one-year contract, the former first-round pick of the St. Louis Blues, played five NHL games that year, spending most of his time as the alternate captain with the Oklahoma City Barons before being traded to Colorado for Kevin Montgomery in February. Sean Bell was part of uh, arguably the greatest world junior team in history in 2004-2005, the squad that won in North Dakota uh, when they walloped everybody. We... Uh, just heard from uh, Jack Michaels and Reed Wilkins. We are going to run down as much as we can uh, with Cam Mooney's getting everything logged up. We'll start with the Oilers' moves that they've made. It started late last night, Evander Kane. Here's Cam Moon. Four years at 5.125 for Evander Kane. He announced it late, late last evening. Uh, Jack Campbell, a goaltender, was in Toronto previously, five years at $5 million per season. Brent Kulak comes back, stays with Edmonton, four years at 2.75. Uh, Calvin Pickard will factor into the goaltending situation you know, one way or the other, probably as a number three guy, but two years at uh, 762, that is a two-way deal, deal. Same with Greg McKaig, also a two-year deal, two years at 762. Those guys both with an, a, uh, an NHL guarantee of about 350000 in those deals as well. So no matter what, between what they make in the American League or if they're up or whether or not they're not up, uh, they're going to get at least 350000 bucks to uh, play uh, in Bakersfield next season those are uh, good depth ads for the orders all right uh, the bigger moves so far today yeah the most recent the nick delorier that you had uh, alluded to earlier that has come down signed with philadelphia four years at 1.75 david perron for former oiler in detroit two years at 4.75 colin white signs of florida one year at 1.2 dominic kobelik he signs in Detroit two years at 2.5. Andre Burakovsky in Seattle five years at five and a half. Ben Sherratt in Detroit four years at 4.75. Josh Manson in Colorado four years at 4.5. A couple of ELCs that uh, came down today. Yuri Slavkovsky who went first overall to Montreal. He signed and fourth overall Shane Wright. He signs in Seattle. Uh, Jan Ruda signs of Pittsburgh, three years at 2.75. Erica Branson in Columbus, four by four. Arturi Lekkinen in Colorado, five years at four and a half. Mason Marchment signs in Dallas, four years at four and a half. Darcy Kemper in Washington, five years at 5.25. Eric Chernak signs uh, an extension, eight years at 5.2. Anthony Sorelli signs in Tampa Bay, eight years at 6.25. Mikhail Sergachev, he signs an extension in Tampa at 8.8.5. Ilya Mikheyev signs in uh, Vancouver, four years at 4.75. Nick Letty in St. Louis, four by four. 
Andrew Kopp in Detroit, five years at 5.625. Vinny Trocek signs with the Rangers, seven years at 5.63. Robert Thomas, he re-ups in St. Louis, that extension, eight years at 8.13. Claude Giroux in Ottawa, three years at 6.5. Yesterday, Evgeny Malkin signs in Pittsburgh, 4.61. Local products, we did mention Brett Kulak already from Stony Plain, signing with the Oilers, uh, 4.275. But Kale Clegg from Lloyd Minster signs a two-way deal with Buffalo, uh, one year, 7.50 when he's in the NHL. Eric Comrie signs in Buffalo, two years at 1.8. Curtis Lazar, I know he's not from here, but he played for the Oil Kings. Vancouver, three years at 1.0. Brandon Baddock from Vermillion, played some minor hockey in Wainwright and Lloyd Minster and played for the Oil Kings. He resigns in Minnesota's organization, a two-way deal one year at 750 when he's up in the bigs. Luke Philp, who played with the U of A Golden Bears from Canmore, played in the Western League in Kootenai and Red Deer, signs in Chicago, a two-way two deal one year at 750. There you go. That's a complete rundown. Great job, Cam. Uh, a couple things for me. The price points for some of the defensemen. The Oilers get Kulak at four times 2.75 on a day in which Sherratt goes four times 4.75 and uh, Gabranson goes four times four. The analytics guys are going to destroy those two signings on Sherratt and Gabranson. Those guys are heavy, hard uh, defensemen with limited puck-moving abilities. Kulak obviously just, just crushed it last year here in Edmonton, his skating ability and his ability to uh, stop uh, zone entries. David Perron was offered a two-year deal at $4 million in St. Louis, turned it down, went to Detroit for $4.75 million uh, with the Red Wings. The Red Wings were a very active team today. Chicago... Uh, they don't have a lot of term left on any of their guys. Uh, I think that should be noted. Uh, there was a lot of discussion around Connor Brown to Edmonton today. In order for the Oilers to make that happen, they're going to have to move out a contract. And the contracts that we're talking about would be Warren Fogle or potentially, yes, a Pugliarvi. I will tell you uh, that... Uh, the Oilers have three restricted free agents. Paul Yarvey is a restricted free agent. We didn't have enough time to Ken Holland to get to this, but it's my belief that if uh, the Oilers can't get the right deal, the right deal with Paul Yarvey, that everybody's just going to have to come back here. Maybe Paul Yarvey does a one-year uh, deal before he gets, uh, you know, uh, that that might have to be the simple solution. Uh, I, the, uh, yes, Paul Yarvey does have arbitration rights, and so too does Kyrie Yamamoto. I do not envision at this time that the Oilers would have significant challenges getting the Yamamoto extension done. I would think that uh, two times two and a half to two seven five would probably make sense. Ryan McLeod does not have arbitration rights and may just simply take a one-year qualifier. Maybe the Oilers bump him a little bit and go, you know, two times one, two or in that range. But Ryan McLeod's an important player for the Oilers. Edmonton, uh, Ken Holland, the general manager, was on the show. He specifically stated, I still have work left to do to round out uh, the bottom six of the lineup and potentially uh, the defense. Your thoughts on that, Cam? Yeah, it, there's still, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's work to be done. That's It doesn't all get done this day. So part of the summer, my biggest takeaway from today was when, uh, when you had Evander Kane on, when you had Brett Kulak on, both of them just so committed to playing here. I don't know what they were offered anywhere else, 
But to them, you could tell that money wasn't the most important thing. All right. We got literally hundreds of texts over the course, thousands of texts over the course of the last three hours on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. I'd like to thank all of you that took the time uh, to join us interactively. Um, I'd also like to thank the Oilers PR department. We ended up getting uh, the three players that were the focal point of today, Evander Kane, Jack Campbell, and Brett Kulak on the show, as well as Edmonton Oilers general manager. Tomorrow, guests will include Sportsnet, Color, and analyst Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel and from the NHL Network and ESPN for Canadian Power Pack uh, Kevin Weeks. So they will join us on tomorrow's show. We'll have a complete review and there might be some more movement uh, still to come over the course of the next 24 to 48 hours. Uh, special thanks to Derek Scott, uh, Brendan Escott, as well as Cam Moon for coming in the studio and joining me for the last three hours. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chid Afternoons with Jaylen Nye. That wraps up 6.30 Chid's Free Agent Frenzy. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chid.